Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. As we look ahead at the 2024 presidential race, it's instructive to keep looking back, to keep figuring out what went wrong during the midterm elections. What do we need to do differently as we look ahead in 2024? I mean, Joe Biden sure looks vulnerable. I mean, the country's falling apart, but that still didn't get the job done in the midterms. We knew all this then. People still chose Democrats for the Senate. So what lessons do we need to learn from the midterms and and what do we need to do differently as we head into 2024? And there's a ton of opportunities ahead for Republicans, even looking at the Senate map for us. Democrats are defending 23 of the 34 seats that are up for re-election in the Senate for 2024. And you look at seven states where Donald Trump won in either 2016 or 2020 as well. We've got really tough races for Democrats like West Virginia for Joe Manchin. The guy faces really tough Republican challengers, including potentially the governor there, Jim Justice. He's potentially eyeing a run in the state of West Virginia. So Republicans have opportunities. We have to do well. We have to perform. We can't take anything for granted. I want to look back and also look forward at the same time with Congressman Lee Zeldin. He ran for governor in the state of New York, a deep blue state, only lost by less than six points. That's pretty substantial. It was one of the closest gubernatorial races in New York in 20 years. Because he did so well at the top, he helped Republicans flip four seats in New York, essentially doing his part, a great service for Republicans of winning back the House. He's responsible for that, for doing so well at the top of the ticket. He received the most votes of any GOP nominee in the state since Nelson Rockefeller. What does he think Republicans should have done differently? What we should do moving forward? And should we even bother in states like New York? So we're going to talk to him about all of it and then also get into that terrifying day when he was on stage on the campaign trail where a man tried to stab him. There was also a drive-by shooting outside of his home. So what does he think about this political environment that we live in moving forward where he had to face an attempted stabbing on stage? So we'll get into all of this with Congressman Lee Zeldin. I hope you enjoy. Stay tuned.
So, Congressman, you came less than six points of winning in a Democrat state where Republicans are outnumbered by something like two to one. You know, looking back at all of that, sort of what's your takeaway from it? You know, what did you learn from all of that? I have so many thoughts. It's a it's a great question. Uh, we campaigned for 19 months. And I'll say one thing, and this applies all throughout the entire country, it is important for Republicans to get into the cities. Uh, there are so many people inside of the cities who are waiting for us to show up. They agree with us on the issues that matter most to their lives. And if we don't show up, we can't expect them to vote for us. Uh, we're seeing them continue to vote Democrats and Democrat in places because they feel like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. You have to show up, put a face to the name, and and don't pander. You know, don't show up in a, a black community or an Asian community or Hispanic community and say, vote for me because I love black people or I love Asian people, I love Hispanic people. Instead, what we do is we show up and we say, we need to make safety on these streets improved here's how we need to improve the quality of education in your kids school here's how and what i also would say about that is uh the the media market in new york city for example it covers about two-thirds of the congressional districts in new york it even covers congressional districts in connecticut and new jersey and a lot of these reporters uh, who are based inside of a place like New York City, they're not going to spend their whole day traveling around the suburbs. But if you show up inside of this city, you're hitting issues that they have to cover, then the people who are in the suburbs who care about the city, even though they don't live there, start their day with their morning news or end their night with the evening news, seeing you leading the fight on the issues that they care a lot about, and you're driving the the message. And and lastly, and, and you know, I'll, I'll I, I could go on with a thousand different answers, but I wanted to mention this this city dynamic of it. But I would say that we need to understand why would a red wave hit New York as hard as it did, but not land nationally. And my message is this. It is important to articulate that you are against the policies of Joe Biden. It's important to articulate uh, what you see as the problems with the Democratic Party. But you cannot stop there. You have to talk about what you are for. Let people know what they're investing in. That's when they open up their heart, their passion. That's when they believe and they're filled with hope and they get more active and they get other people out to vote. If you want to create a movement, don't try to create a movement by just being you know, spicy about your opposition. That's maybe something where no matter how effective you can get, you might potentially add some additional enthusiasm in your base. But if you want to get to ticket splitters, if you want to get to people who have always voted Democrat their whole life and they're ready to vote Republican, don't do it by acting like Democrats. Don't try to be Democrat light. Explain to them why you have the positions that you do on the issues that matter most to them. And then I think what we would have and could have seen nationally would have been a red wave. I, I just feel like our party on messaging needs to get a lot better. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, we look at cities like New York. I used to live there for three years before moving down to Florida. You look at the crime. You've experienced the crime firsthand, which you know, I want to talk to you about as well. But it's sort of you know, we always ask ourselves, why would people vote against their interests? And, and the interest here would be just safety, you know, being able to walk down the street without potentially getting murdered, being able to ride the subway without potentially getting murdered. And, and, you know, why do you think people still voted for Hochul knowing all of this? Well, first off, I would say that while the crime 
and the economy were the top two issues uh, in this race for governor in 2022, there were other people who prioritize other issues. They identify as their number one issue. It might be the number one issue to them, but it's not uh, the number one issue overall. And I would say that you know, there was, to a certain extent, some of that. For people who care about crime uh, very personally, they um, might have just never voted Republican in their life. And they just couldn't bring themselves to break through that cycle. Fortunately, we were able to break through a whole lot of it. Uh, we were able to double the percentage of uh, how much the Republican candidate got in 2018 to 2022. Uh, I actually got more votes uh, than any other Republican statewide in New York in 52 years. So there is uh, a, a silver lining here in analyzing the impact of these messages. I would say for some people, they they need you to show up in person. Uh, they maybe are busy with a, a particular routine in life that doesn't have them watching TV. So you have to find other ways to connect with them. You need to be active on social media, with your mail, uh, with the grassroots campaigning, the door knocking and the phone calls. It all adds up. You have to run an effective campaign. I would say that there's a, a need to be build, uh, bridge, building these bridges year after year. And next year, for example, in New York City, they have the city council races. Continue to talk to people to build trust where trust doesn't exist and where they feel like you are the devil they don't know. Not only do they get to know you better, but they realize that you're actually not as bad as the Democrats were telling them that you were. So I would just use this as a challenge, as an opportunity. Uh, there, uh, We came really close uh, in a state where there's about uh, 3.6 million more Democrats than Republicans. Uh, we were just a, a few points behind. So I would say that we should view this as a measure of big progress in the state that Joe Biden won by 23 points. So this is a almost an 18-point shift to the right. We just have to keep working harder and, and not wait for more years. Uh, work hard with these local races in between, like we'll see next year, and always be effectively communicating what you stand for. Be efficient in the way that you spend money. Lean into the election laws that are on the books. Even if you oppose a particular election law when it was first passing through a state legislature, once they actually pass it, do it better than the Democrats do it. Do it so much better that Democrats regret passing it in the first place. Organize, collaborate. There is a lot more that we should be doing nationally. And, uh, and I think a lot did work, but we just got to build on it. Well, and for those listening, uh, in addition to you know you doing so well, you're pretty much responsible for flipping four House seats in New York and, and giving Republicans the, their their victory in the House, and including taking down Sean Patrick Maloney, the chairman of the Democrat Congressional uh, Campaign Committee, which is huge. And so, you know, it is important to run strong candidates in some of these blue states uh, because of what you were able to do with all of that. Do you think a Republican can win statewide in New York? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, we've spent a lot of time looking at the registration and also the turnout in different types of elections. And I, I would say that as of right now, my analysis today is that you need a Democrat in the White House. Uh, these midterm elections, that's when uh, these statewide seats are up in New York, the, the governor's race, attorney general, lieutenant governor, comptroller. Uh, you need a Democrat in the White House 
uh, that's when the turnout model becomes favorable enough to make a run. Uh, We saw a drastic change in the turnout model from 2018 to 2022. Uh, You see on the flip side, if it's a red state, uh, if there is a a Republican in the White House, an opportunity for a Democrat to make a move in a red state. Um, In this case, this was the first time that you had one party Democrat rule at every level, D.C., Albany and New York City at the same exact time. So the timing was right from that standpoint. So let's fast forward to 2026. What do, what do we think? To answer your question, are we going to be able to do this? Well, one thing that's out of our control is the question of, well, who's going to be the president in 24? If there's a Republican in the White House, I think it becomes more challenging than 2022. Doesn't mean it can't be done. I believe that if Joe Biden somehow was to miracle himself to a second term or some other Democrat got into the White House, I would think that 2026 should be even more favorable in New York than 2022 is. Uh, So that's just a brief summary of of the lay of the land in a state like New York. It's really tough sledding uh, in any year, uh, but it becomes a lot harder if you have a Republican in the White House. With With all that being said, I am all in to do absolutely everything in my power to help make sure that we're getting a Republican in the White House in a couple of years. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Congressman Lee Zeldin. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. How vulnerable do you think Joe Biden is? I, I worry, you know, it's like we look at 2022, obviously a lot of us, including myself, I, you know, I thought we would do better in terms of uh, nationally for the midterms. Are we underestimating Joe Biden or how vulnerable do you think he is? He is so vulnerable. He is so beatable. Oh my! I, how how did this happen in the first place in 2020? You know, or, well, that's a good or, question. Or like, yeah. you know, you look at why wasn't a red wave all across the entire country in 2022? Um, 2024, in theory, this should be like one of the most beatable incumbents in the history of American politics. And for us on our side, that should give us no overconfidence whatsoever. Nobody should be jumping on a board to ride in a wave. What we need to do is all day, every day, from today until November of 2024, do absolutely everything in our power everywhere to tell everyone we know why it is important for us to make a change in the presidency. And as we're articulating it, it's not just saying, oh, you know, Joe, Joe Biden, he's uh, he's getting so old and he's embarrassing himself in these speeches. And, you know, he's reading end of sentence in, you know, f- from the teleprompter. It's actually coming out of his mouth. It- it's OK if you want to point that stuff out. I mean, that is something that people are going to be reminded of either on their own or reminded by other people. But that isn't the secret sauce that's actually going to win the race. The secret sauce that's going to win the race is us talking about how we're committed to doing absolutely everything in our power to save our country. Now, we want to make America the best version of itself. While you have people right now in power in Washington who want to make America like some other country somewhere else. We want to do everything in our power to save our nation. And these Democrats who are there right now are doing everything in our power to save themselves. Talk about how we can make our border more secure, how we can put more money into people's pockets, that we can make their life, their family, their street, their home safer. What we are going to do to improve the quality of education inside of their kids' schools. When we're talking about that disciplined message of what we stand for, why are we Republican, what we will do differently, that is when a movement ends up getting created in 24, and this very vulnerable incumbent Joe Biden will be delivering a concession speech. Who do you think's best poised to beat him from the right? I honestly think that every single one of these names that are being mentioned can all beat him. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm confident that the Republican nominee, whoever the Republican nominee ends up being, is the the, the, the favorite head to head against Joe Biden. Now that doesn't I'm not saying guaranteed. I'm saying favorite. And there are plenty of ways to make mistakes to end up coming up short. We'll see who ends up getting into the race. I mean, one of the dynamics that ends up playing out, we saw it in 2016, is you know, Donald Trump is in the race right now. If somebody was to enter the race tomorrow, you know, you know President Trump's style. He's coming at you. Uh, you know how does how does that candidate withstand that attack? You know how how do you what kind of a campaign do you run? You know one of the questions of like you know which candidate is going to be the best candidate if you were to fast forward to November of 2024. 
you know, there's all these different names out there, but if you look at history, people perform above and under expectations on a debate stage. Some work harder than others. Some are better and more efficient in the way that they fundraise. Uh, what type of a campaign organization they have? Are they flying by the seat of their pants every single day, just doing whatever they decide in their morning meeting? Or do they go into a race for president having already planned out from a uh, election day backwards from victory backwards and they know exactly what they're going to do today because they've already decided last week that tuesday of next week or wednesday of next week this is what our plan is and they're implementing a war gamed well thought out well executed plan so i would say this obviously we have to see what the field looks like we have to see what type of campaigns they run how do they withstand scrutiny do we learn new things about people we didn't know previously and and we'll find out. I think that the strongest candidate ends up emerging from that process. Uh, and I have a feeling that it's going to be a big, robust field. Well, and I hope so, because I think competition's, you know, good. And we want the strongest person to emerge from all of that. You know, I also, you know, think it and, you know, a lot of people are saying this about changing the way we look at mail and balloting. I mean, that's completely appended the political process uh, since covid in 2020. Uh, so I, I think that's a big one, too, that we need to look at and revamp our strategy on. Oh, absolutely. And I'll give you uh, one example. I could you know, think of plenty of others. Uh, election Day in Nevada. There was a big snowstorm in northern Nevada that impacted their Election Day turnout. And they end up barely losing some of these statewide races. Uh, if in your state, if they have early voting, lean into it. If if your state, some other state out there in this country is proposing ballot harvesting and you totally oppose ballot harvesting, when they're going through the process of deciding whether or not to legalize ballot harvesting, fight it with all of your might. Oppose it. Explain why it's bad. If it gets through, if it gets implemented, do ballot harvesting better than they do it. I think that it's really important for Republicans to be leaning into all these election laws on the books. And you can spend time, whether it's litigation or it's proposing changes of laws between now and November 2024 to fight for election integrity, to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. But at the end of the day, when the rules are set and it's now time for the ballots to go out, people to actually start checking a box that is where Republicans need to go all in with every method that is on the books and to beat the Democrats at their own game across the board. I, mean, I voted early here in Florida for, for Governor DeSantis. Quick break. More with Lee Zeldin. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Before we go, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, obviously crime, big issue in your race. I mean, you had, uh, unfortunately, that, that shooting outside of your home. Someone tried to stab you on stage. Uh, we know a man recently tried to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. Where is this all heading in politics? Very bad uh, situation. When you look at what happened uh, with the Steve Scalise shooting, when you look at the uh, uh, attacks, the threats, the protesting of the uh, Supreme Court justices in a way that is beyond harassment, uh, the attacks on the pro-life pregnancy centers, uh, and that list goes on. And we saw it all play out during the riots uh, after uh, George Floyd was killed. And it has uh, gone so far where people were taking over city streets and they were attacking courthouses. And what this requires is for elected officials to be willing to stand up and lead the people who are their followers. Instead, what you have are too many people who are weak need. They are weak. They are led by their followers. They want to capitalize on that anger and frustration to harness it, to add fuel to that fire. And what happens is that our country continues to go down a trajectory where at any moment the next attack can be lit on a moment's notice and people can get hurt. The way that we engage in debate, I, I'm a I'm a conservative. If somebody was a liberal and they wanted to voice their opinion, I believe that you should have a social media account. I believe that you should be able to have your your protest and have your voice. I believe in my view where I actually want to debate you. Let's have the best idea win. Now, liberals on the other side, they want to cancel everything on the other side. They, they, they want to brand conservatives as Nazis, as white supremacists, uh, as racists, regardless of whatever's coming out of our mouth. They've run out of other things to call us. They, they tried the extremist thing. You know, you're a Tea Party extremist. Through the years, they've tried all the other names. This is becoming third world nation crap where you have, you know, in the Middle East, 
everyone calls their adversary a terrorist, regardless. Just everyone calls everyone else who isn't totally aligned with their views a terrorist. What have we gotten to in this country? Because that's the only name that's left now. I think that this is a responsibility on the part of the individuals uh, who are public figures who have a following to engage in this debate substantively, share your ideas. You can encourage others to share theirs. Let's have the best idea when this is America, baby. We're the, we're the greatest country in the history of the world. Uh, we shouldn't be silencing voices and censoring opposing voices. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we shouldn't be doing is just trying to own the opposite view in a way where you're just simply making a total a fool of of them where they um where you're going next level where that person should be targeted you know that person should be branded with a name you're you're, you're gonna own them by branding them as a as a terrorist you know a, a, or whatever other nazi or nazi sympathizer or kkk it's gone so overboard and i think it's time for us to be able to you know, i'm not talking you know uniparty stuff here i'm not talking that this is some moment where you know republicans and democrats should start being the same party the same person no we we should have competing views and computing uh competing voices but stop going overboard with the hate where you're not just winning an argument you're trying to destroy the other person where others who are following you are taking matters into their own hands and they're being destroyed with it. And then when that comes, your follower taking matters in their own hands and, and harming other people, you think that you're going to get away with just sitting back and not saying anything? Now, that's not an option if you step up and you want to be a public figure with a following. I mean, that must have been pretty terrifying. Well, you know, I'll say that uh, for for me, you know, for example, that we had a you know the drive-by gang shooting on our front yard. My 16-year-old daughters were at home. Uh, from what I've been told by law enforcement, my home was not targeted because of because uh, you know, I'm a sitting congressman or a candidate for governor. Two people were shot. They were lying on the ground 10 feet from where my daughters were sitting there doing homework on a quiet Sunday afternoon. A bullet landed about 30 feet from where they were sitting. Uh, you know, in, a, in one way, I would say, thank God both of them are there. It would have been a lot scarier if there was only one of them being there. Uh, they responded quickly and smartly. And uh, the scariest part was not having enough information. Uh, they were locked uh, inside of the upstairs bathroom, they thought that the voices, the screaming they heard, uh, that those three individuals were actually coming for them. They don't know if they had come inside of the house. When this happens to me as a sitting member of Congress, as a candidate for governor, you know, there are all sorts of millions of other New Yorkers who are thinking to themselves, well, this can happen to them. They don't want to be told by the person who's sitting in the governor's office that there's nothing to see here, look away, that this is perception, that you know, what when I said at the debate, you know, here we are, question after question after question about crime. You still haven't spoken about the need to lock up the bad guy. Let's talk about locking up the criminals. And she says that she doesn't understand why that's so important to me. When she's saying that about you know to me, she's saying that to all other New Yorkers who feel the same way that I do. Uh, so there are a lot of New Yorkers who are concerned about rising crime, about rising costs, 
New York leads the entire country in out migration. Uh, but for me, as far as that one experience, it was something that a lot of other New Yorkers had related to as well, because they know if it can happen to me that day, it can happen to them next. Uh, and they also realized in in the, the weeks that followed that they don't have a governor taking this seriously enough. We have DAs who are weak, and they feel like the you know, DA stands for defense attorney instead of district attorney. We're not supporting our law enforcement enough. Listen, my daughters were okay. My family's strong. We're able to move on. But you don't know who that next victim is. And we need elected officials in office doing everything in their power today to prevent new victims from becoming uh, targeted with that that next attack coming tomorrow. Don't gre- gaslight us about there's nothing to see here. They tried that in the 80s. Ed Koch was saying that as he was inside the New York City subway system. We see the pictures now. There's social media. We see the news. No, what we want to hear from you are the solutions. We want to know that you're committed to doing absolutely everything in your power to make these streets safe, to make these subways safe, to get the bad people off, lock them up if they owe a debt to society, and make sure that you're prioritizing law-abiding New Yorkers instead of criminals. That's what New Yorkers want. Well, and also just, I imagine having the guy try to stab you when you're on stage. I mean, that was, I, I don't I don't know how you were able to get back up there and, and finish the event. I think most people would be pretty rattled after that. That's pretty scary. Yeah, I, I honestly was ready to, to continue speaking as soon as the guy was detained. Uh, we waited until law enforcement showed up and we got him uh, into the squad car and they took him down to the local sheriff's office. But, you know, I was asked backstage, well, are you going to continue with the tour? This was my first rally of 14 rallies in 14 counties over three days, four days. Of course, I'm going to continue. Um, now, there was an increased security presence, but we continued as scheduled. Uh, but uh, are you going to retake the stage? Of course we're going to take the stage. We're, we're going to continue delivering our message and not be deterred at all, ever. Um, I, you know, During the campaign, I, there, were, there were mornings we woke up and we were, doing, we were doing press conferences in the most dangerous street corner in the state. You know, one of the most dangerous street corners in the entire country. And I'll do it on a Friday morning because there was a, a stabbing the night before as the fourth knife attack in 10 hours. The person was killed the night before. That's exactly where we have to be. I'll wake up you know, a week later, 10 days later, and go right to whatever that next crime scene is to highlight what policies are responsible for why this is happening, while the other side is trying their best to make believe like none of this is even happening at all. So for me, listen, it's a tough assignment if you sign up to be a security detail with me because you know I believe that leadership, if you're signing up for a job like this, is to be there where people feel helpless uh, where people feel like government has given up on them, uh, where where streets have been abandoned to criminals, uh, to make sure that there's that hope that we have an opportunity here in the immediate future to be able to turn it all around. And if if I went back to run this race again, uh, I, I wouldn't change absolutely anything of the way that we approached aggressively the need to make the streets and subways safe again. And before we go, real quick, uh, what's next for you? I have to get my daughters their learner's permit. They just turned 16 years old. <laughs> uh, they, I feel bad for anyone on Long Island who 
um, might be on the roads with them. I personally will uh, be making sure I, I should get one of those cars where I is sitting in the passenger seat, have a gas pedal and a, you know, I would say for me personally, uh, a bunch of different options that are out there. What I know for sure is that I'm committed to doing absolutely everything in my power to elect a Republican president, a Republican Senate, and to make a much bigger majority in the House, to win down ballot races, to get our message out, to grow our party, to explain effectively what it is that we stand for. I want to be able to make a positive difference. Congressman Lee Zeldin. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Please leave us a review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I love reading those. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting it everything together. Thanks so much for listening. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.